Hi, everyone. It's Jen. Jill and I are taking the week off to research our latest psychic adventure. In the meantime, please enjoy this episode on the chakras that was published recently on our Patreon page. This episode is an example of the bonus monthly content available at tiers three and four on our Patreon page. We appreciate every single one of our listeners. You really keep us going. But our Patreon subscribers make it possible for us to keep creating content for all. And so thank you for supporting our small business. And now, on to the show. On this episode of Common Mystics, we do a deep dive into the chakras. I'm Jennifer James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychics. We're sisters. We are common mystics. We find extraordinary stories in ordinary places, but today we're focusing on the chakra system. I'm excited. Are you? I I am. I feel like I am so out of alignment, but this is the thing. I want to preface this. I am incredibly busy, incredibly lazy. So I need need simple. That's fair. That's fair. I need simple point by point information that Mm -hmm. we can give the people. Yes. Yes. I can't be yogating. I can't be like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it has to be like, here's a stone, rock on, you're okay. Like, you know what I I mean? I got you. I got you. Tell me what they are. Tell me why we're affected by them. And then tell me about the types of practice that my lazy, busy self can utilize to align my energy centers. I will tell you all of those things based on the outline you wrote, but I will also tell you and our listeners that we are not experts on the chakras. So not. Like this, no, no. So this is our learning and discussing something that, you know, we, we're not pretending to be authorities in this. Correct. Can we just like say that? <laughs> Correct. But I also want to say that through this work that we are meeting people that are authorities. Yes. So hopefully um, we have a panel of guests that we are going to be talking to at the end of the year for like our December New Year's episode to yeah. give us practical expert advice about different modalities that we can bring into the new year to help navigate life. Love, because I need help navigating life. Um, oh, I what thought you were gonna, when you said love, I was like, you don't need help with love. And you, felt like you were going to like <laughs> listing things. No, I do not. I don't need help with love. Chakra. What does a chakra mean? Like what? Where does that come from? What is it? I, I mean, you're asking me. I think this is what I think. <laughs> OK. I think it has its roots in ancient India. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. And you are right. I did the outline. (laughs) I cheated. (laughs) Chakra means wheel, and it refers to different energy points in your body that uh, are characterized often as spinning disks of energy. And they can be opened and aligned, or they can be closed and misaligned. But they correspond to bundles of nerves in the body and the major organs, right? So this this philosophical, magical chakra system aligns with like major nerve centers and organs in your body. And when you say aligned, like the perfect alignment is like equal balanced energy centers throughout your body, right? 
Right. Like that's what we mean by aligned. Like right. balanced like, little sensors. Yeah, right. Balance, okay. exactly. Okay. Now, some say that there are as many as 114 different chakras throughout the body. Had no clue. No, that that's a little crazy. But there are seven main ones, and those are the, you know, the big seven that everybody talks about. The ones that you always see. Right, right. Like rainbow fashion. Mm -hmm. I can see it in my head right now. Exactly. You are right about the origins. The chakra system has its origins in India, and it was developed somewhere between 1500 BC and 500 BC. And even when you say that, I get the impression from the research that when they say developed, it was really developing the language to articulate what we were talking about, as opposed to like, oh, it developed. Like it was always there, but then they were like, we need to have some common verbiage to explain what we're talking about. Right, right, right. And so it looks like from the outline that you took some information from one modern American scholar named Anodia Judith, who is an expert in the field, has a background in clinical psychology, but is also a therapist, a public speaker, and an overall leader in the field of healing and magical arts. Wow. I... I did a little background because I'm like, who is Anna Dia Judith? I'm not disappointed, but I was like, that is, I'm looking through these papers. I was like, that's not me. Okay. Okay, So her original, her God-given, or not God-given, her birth-given name was Judith Mull. She's the sister of Martin Mull. She's the sister of Colonel Mustard from the movie Clue. Thank you. That helped me. Thank you. I was <laughs> right? like, Martin he's also in Yeah, he's also in Mr. Mom. So he's an actor from like 70s, 80s. Yeah. So yeah. So she changed her name to something fancy. But she is an expert in the field. And she wrote a book called The Wheels of Life. And she and other authorities suggest that the secrets of the chakra system were handed down orally from generation to generation by the Aryan people, an Indo-European group of people. Which is so interesting to think that for like thousands of years, people have been sharing this knowledge mouth to mouth. That's so cool to think about. Well, and you know, I automatically, because I am so um, rash, when anyone says the word Aryan, I'm like, stop thinking, get mad. Just saying. I know. know That's why I had to be like, it's an Indo-European group. They're not, they're not, you know, Mm -hmm. Nazi skinheads. Mm That I know that's my association. I know. I had to stop myself. I was like, breathe through it. Breathe through Mm -hmm. it. Okay, Mm -hmm. go on. So even though it was traditionally an Eastern philosophy, a bunch of New Age authors in the Americas and in the West, including Anna Dia Judith, uh, found that it resonated with them personally and started writing about it. And now today, the concept, the philosophy is much more palatable to us Westerners. And it's kind of been adopted by the whole Western New Age movement. Wouldn't you say? I want to deep dive with someone with um, Indian heritage to be like, is it like, how do you feel about that? Because really, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like we may like it's an appropriation. Right. And we may be kind of dumbing it down. Like you said, we are 100 percent dumbing this down. Like this whole conversation is very surface level. But I mean, like not just our conversation, but like Western society, like we said, we only focus on seven. There's 114. Like, so if I, I wonder, were, yeah, yeah. So go on, I go wonder. on, go on, go on. So there's a practice 
for like attending to your chakras. And you can use meditation as a, as a way to get in tune with them. And through visualization and visualizing these energy structures, which resemble, like I said, spinning discs, you can enhance your human experience because individuals feel emotional and spiritual energy in conjunction with their chakras in their body. So the more that you meditate and visualize on your chakras, the more emotionally, spiritually, even physically healthy you can be in theory. Okay. Got it? I can see that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a quick overview of the top seven. And if you're listening to this, you probably have some background knowledge of these, but we'll start at the bottom or the root chakra. That one is located at the base of the spine, i.e. your tailbone, Mm -hmm. i.e. it's very painful if you fall on it. Eh. And it is associated with our sense of safety, grounding, and stability. Nice. It governs the physical body, including legs, feet, and spine. And the color associated with the root chakra is red. I'm telling you right now, um, mine's out of balance. Mine's out you of think wickety-wack. So? Yeah, I have bad hips, bad knees. Mm. Yeah, go on. Sometimes I feel like it's out of balance, but I think this is one of my stronger ones, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I do think I'm, I'm pretty grounded, generally speaking. I don't think I would – I don't think that I would refer to myself as grounded. The second chakra, so we're going up. We're going from from bottom to top. Gotcha. Okay. Who's, where's our second? It is called the sacral chakra, and it is located in the lower abdomen. Got it. So my belly fat area. Exactly. My I was pouch. just thinking. I need to. I need to tighten my sacral chakra. I was just talking I need to, to do our, some ab work. I was just talking to our aunt on the phone, and she was like, "It's hereditary. Everyone has a pouch. Grandma had a pouch. Your mom had a pouch. I got a pouch." Lord. And I'm like, "Geez." I was like, "I got the pouch." So okay. I guess my uh, second chakra is like overstimulated then because she's she's there. <laughs> um, well, it governs sexuality, creativity, and emotional well being. I'm going through menopause. (laughs) Why are you sharing that now? Because the sexuality and emotional well-being, that goes. Emotional well-being. Yeah. Yeah, hormonal much. Exactly. I've always been hormonal. Okay, go on. So the second chakra is responsible for sexual desires, emotions that tend to bring about excessive pleasure and creative endeavors. I can be a slut. This This is very interesting. The color most associated with the sacral chakra is orange. Are you ready to go up? Then a little bit higher. (laughs) (laughs) Then a little bit higher. Okay, go up. Where are we next? We are at the third chakra now. The third chakra is the solar plexus chakra. I think that's where I have, like, when my anxiety hits, it's there. Where do you experience anxiety? In your chest, throat, or in your solar plex? Um, in my back and Ooh, neck. That's your anxiety? Yeah. What? What happens to you? <laughs> I get super, super tight in my neck. So I guess what is that? We'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. But, okay. So this, the solar plexus is the upper abdomen and it's associated with personal power, self-esteem and willpower. See, you are really strong here. Yeah, I'm really, I'm like I said, I'm really aware of that area of my body. Usually because like I have an anxiety disorder, so I feel it there first. But in I in your do, like stomach, 
like your in upper my abdomen. upper like yeah upper like abdomen. Under, interesting under, like around my diaphragm i guess would be right? okay yeah 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 upper yeah, abdomen yeah. yeah in the rib cage yes yes so like i said personal power self-esteem willpower all centered here it is your energy control center Ooh. The color associated with the solar plexus is yellow or gold. I like gold. Okay, you ready to go up? Please. The fourth is the heart chakra. This is your heart chakra is open AF. After you got your dog sweets, like it's un it's unreal. Stop it. It's obviously located at the heart or the center of the chest. It's associated with love, compassion, and emotional balance. This is the center where most people feel the most intense emotions. It's like an emotional highway. Mm. It, it, this always throws me off that the heart chakra is green. Really? It just doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't feel right that it's green. Well, you know, honestly, we associate heart with like pink. Pink, and yeah. But it's not really a primary color, is it? So it has to be well, something. Well, neither is green. Green's not a primary color? No, because yellow and blue make green. Oh my God, my world. Blue, yellow, and red are the primary colors. There's only three. Blue, yellow, and red? That's it. All of the colors come from blue, yellow, and... Why don't you know this? I, no one taught Because you went to things. public school. <laughs> <laughs> the nuns taught us how to paint. All right, moving on. Yeah, green. The heart chakra is green. Oh, that's awesome. Fourth chakra. (laughs) The fourth chakra is the throat, but stretches up to the eyes. See, here's where I feel like I get most of my anxiety. Oh, because it's like, you know, it goes down to the, like, to the, the chakras are along the spine. So when you're talking about the throat, you're talking about like a cross section of the throat, you know what I mean? All the way to the back. And that's where I feel. So when you're anxious, you mm-hmm. instantly feel tight in your upper in your upper back. Is yes. what you're saying? And my shoulders and my neck. Jesus. And I have trouble speaking. That's so interesting. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it's uh, fifth chakra is the throat chakra, located obviously at the throat, but stretches all the way up to the eyes. So half your face. It governs your ability (laughs) to express yourself, communicate clearly, speak your truth, and inspire. It's probably one of the most important energy centers in the entire body. And the color is blue, but not a dark blue. It is a light blue color. So I was thinking about this today because um, we're recording on Thanksgiving, and I was like, thankful. Why am I thankful for Jennifer? I know. You're sending all these sappy texts. (laughs) Very sweet. I am a sweet girl. Anyway, so I was thinking about how, like, when I was younger, I didn't want, like, to be noticed because I was so oversized, and I was very, like, insecure about how smart I was or the way I thought about things. And then you and I lived together when I was a young adult in Woodridge and we would just have random conversations about like John Lennon and about like other things. And you were like, huh. And you were really impressed by my perspective on things that you gave me the confidence to open up my throat chakra. And it's been wild ever since. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, I don't remember any of those conversations. You don't remember? Like they were, well, I mean, I remember living with you, but I don't remember 
Yeah, you, it was pivotal in my life. Because it, you, pivotal in your life, but just yes. like just having a conversation for me. Like there was nothing groundbreaking. We would have conversations about Buffy. We'd have conversations mm-hmm. about politics, about mm-hmm. uh, members of our family. And like we mm-hmm. would just, and you would be like, oh my gosh, I didn't think of it that way. That Like that's a different <laughs> perspective. And I was like, and then it just gave me the confidence to just start huh. speaking what I thought because it wasn't stupid. Because I thought I was stupid for so long. Oh, I know. Well, that makes me feel good and it makes me feel sad. But overall, thank you you for sharing. You should feel responsible (laughs) the next time we get in a fight. That's where I was going. I want to be like, this is your fault. Remember? (laughs) You know what? You have told me this for a long time whenever we're in a fight. You made me this way. But you never explained why it was my fault. So now I get it. Yes. Thank you. You gave me the confidence to say, no, you're wrong. And I just went with it. So what you need to do sometimes is close your throat chakra, <laughs> right? So when you're meditating, or can I meditate on your throat chakra? Does it work that way? Can well, I ask, <laughs> well, can ask I the expert? I think, well, that's a, I think that's technically a spell. <laughs> can I shut Jill's mouth with a zipper? <laughs> I think everyone knows that I'm okay with spells. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Anyway, uh, light blue throat chakra. Okay, you move up from there, you get to the third eye chakra. It is between your eyebrows on your forehead, and it is associated with intuition, inner wisdom, and spiritual insight. The third eye is said to help you connect with your natural psychic abilities, and the color is indigo, or like a dark blue I think that you're really intuitive and you have a a well-balanced third eye. I really do. Well, I will say if I helped you open your throat chakra, then <laughs> you are responsible for my third eye chakra. Oh, really? Because really? you, yeah, oh my God, yes. You dragged me into it, pretty much <laughs> making me go on these, even before Common Mystics. Remember, you'd be just like, use your, use your spideys. And I'm like, what the hell are but you talking about? But I think about? of you and the Indigo Girls. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when we were when you were a kid, you were always like in tune with something bigger, but you weren't mm. like I was labeling it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Anyway, very fun. Third eye chakra. That seems to be the psychic center of oneself, right? Mm hmm. Correct. But then we go to the seventh chakra, the highest one, and that is the crown. And it's actually the top of your head, but also above. Mm-hmm. So it radiates above. I just love that, that image. I do too. I do too. And this is believed to be one's connection to the divine, right? So it's not just psychic ability, it's like, what's the word? Your awakening, spiritual, yes. yes. It's inner wisdom, yes. Mm-hmm. Collective consciousness. Spiritual awakening, enlightenment. That was the word I couldn't think of. Yeah, so, um, and it connects you to your higher self, your self-awareness, your soul, and all topics associated with the divine. And the color is a deep violet or purple. Deep violet, yes. And I also think of um, clear, like clear quartz, like clear mm. crystal energy I associate. Just me. I don't know if that's true or not, but just like just saying. Also, I think when I am out of sorts, like in life, like this last couple of days, you know, I've been like a wreck, but like focusing on white light coming down from heaven, penetrating mm. the top of my head and then radiating throughout my body. When I can really picture that, it gives me a sense of peace and goosebumps throughout. 
And it mm-hmm. feels so conceptual. Like, I know what's happening. I know I feel mm-hmm. connected and I'm safe. And it really brings mm-hmm. me off the edge, to be honest. I love that simple visualization to just stop, breathe, and visualize that white light of heaven coming down. It's, yeah, it, it, that's really powerful. I've done that before. It, and it For me, it's like a recharge. I can't do it when I'm highly heightened. To me, uh-huh. I do it when I'm highly heightened because it reminds me that this isn't about Jill self. This isn't about this life. Uh, it's connecting yeah. to something bigger and I'm always going to be okay. So it like literally makes me feel calm and insulated mm. with love and light of the divine so that I can like not kill a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Don't kill a bitch. <laughs> Although some bitches, you know what I'm saying? You know what you did. <laughs> So talking about meditation techniques, you just described one, but there are a lot of different meditation techniques that someone can use to work with the chakras. And why, you might ask, would people want to use meditation to work with their chakras? Well, you might do this if you feel like you're bind, you're bind, you're mighty, you're mighty, you're mighty and bind. <laughs> Your body and mind are out of balance. You might choose to do some meditation work with your chakras. Um, Also, if you experience physical ailments or emotional turmoil, focusing on meditation for your chakras might help. It might also help if you want to connect with your higher self or the divine or to help bring you clarity and wisdom into your life. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I would say for me, what I just described is it gives me clarity and wisdom and it mm-hmm. helps me look at the situation from a different perspective. It gives right, me a higher like a perspective. Exactly. Thank you. Right. That can help you navigate your everyday decision making and general attitude. Exactly. Yeah. There's power there for sure. For sure. And there are, of course, benefits of chakra meditations in balancing your chakras, finding inner peace, heightening your mental awareness, relieving stress, and helping you sleep better are some of the purported benefits of chakra meditations. I might be making this up, but I thought Deepak Chopra said that meditating actually creates different neurons in your brain. In different mm. pathways, yeah. I believe that. Mm-hmm. So that would be a benefit. So let's go through chakra by chakra from root to crown and talk about some of the symptoms if they are blocked, some of the symptoms you might experience if they are overactive, and a meditation that you might find helpful. For each of those conditions, for each chakra. Do you like that idea? I love it. Tell me everything. Okay, so if your root chakra is blocked, I think you've been having trouble with this, actually. I know. I feel like I should get out a checklist. (laughs) Everyone, pens pens and papers ready. If your root chakra is blocked, you may be feeling feelings of insecurity, fear, Mm -hmm. depression, anxiety. You You might be having nightmares. Mm -hmm. And you might have a tendency to stay in the background and allow other people to lead if your root chakra is blocked. That is so interesting because that is like the first like 15 years of my life. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm not saying that as an awe, but like reading, I'm like, oh, I get it. And have yeah. and, and then thinking about the conversation that we had just a minute ago about after us living in Woodridge and yeah. you 
like giving me a voice and allowing me to have a space, then I felt secure enough and fearless enough to just say anything I want all the time Mm. now. Mm, yeah, it's your my fault, fault apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me do this. Let me give you a meditation. If you have a blocked root chakra, what would you suggest? You could start by sitting with your feet planted firmly on the ground and imagining roots growing down from your feet into the earth. And then breathe deeply, visualizing energy flowing up from the earth and into your body, filling you with a sense of stability and safety. And that will help open your root chakra if it is blocked. How do you like that? I love it. And I love the way you said it in a very great tone of voice. Thank you. I really feel like we should create meditations for you to record for people. Because I think, (laughs) no, I would listen to it. Oh, okay. I really would. That was comfortable. I almost lost myself there. Hmm. And if you have an overactive root chakra, then you might find that you are taking too many risks that you partake in risky behavior and you are too quick to act. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you find that you have an overactive root chakra, you might try the following meditation. To help calm your root chakra, try meditating with a focus on grounding. Sit in a comfortable position, close your eyes, and visualize roots growing out of your feet and deeply penetrating the earth's surface. Imagine yourself being firmly rooted to the ground and getting all of the strength and support from the earth. Take deep breaths and feel yourself calming down. Okay. So what's the difference between one and two? One, I think you're focusing on feeling the connection of the earth with the intention to provide security and The second one, your intention is to provide security. Anchoring. And and anchoring and, yeah, I would say anchoring instead of security. That's good. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. I think it's the intention behind. Yes, I was just going to say that. There's similar visualization. The intention is what's different. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, so let's move up to the sacral chakra. Sacral or sacral? What, do, what did I say before? I call it sacral, but I never say anything right. We'll just pretend I said it right. I don't know the difference. Our listeners might, but I sure don't. Once again, that is the chakra that is your lower abdomen. Mm-hmm. If it's blocked, you might feel stuck, uninspired. You might have lower back pain. You might feel sluggish and tired. And you might experience the stress that automatically comes with constantly denying yourself of the ability to feel pleasure. Ooh. I think mom's um, sacral chakra was blocked AF. (laughs) How do you remedy it, Jen? What do you do? Well, here's here's a quick meditation. If you want to unblock your sacral sacral chakra, you can start by visualizing a bright orange energy vortex in your lower abdomen. And as you breathe deeply, imagine this energy spreading throughout your body, inspiring you to be more creative and more playful in your life. Hmm. Now, if you have an overactive sacral chakra, you might be more of a party animal type person. You might have little regard for rules and responsibilities. You might be a addicted to substances and or sexual activities. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to calm an overactive sacral chakra, 
you could practice a pelvic floor meditation. Stay with me. While sitting on a cushion, keep your back straight and visualize a glowing orange ball in your lower abdomen. With each breath, visualize the ball expanding and spreading its light through your hips, legs, and thighs and focus on the energy flowing calmly through your body. Okay. I would say also at the end of it, after you experience that calm, close it back up. Yes. Right. So allow it to expand and release calming energy and then close to a comfortable, balanced place. What I like about this is it's almost like you're practicing controlling it. Yes. You know what I mean? You're visualizing it open and then you're bringing it back. Yes. 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 You know, it's that control piece. Okay. Are you ready to go to the solar plexus? Yes. I'm very relaxed. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Solar plexus is again, that rib cage area, the upper abdomen. Mm -hmm. If it's blocked, you may experience self-doubt, indecision, digestive issues, Mm. constipation, diarrhea, nausea. Okay. Got you. Very unpleasant. My goodness. Very unpleasant. If you want to focus on unblocking your solar plexus, you can start by sitting with your spine straight and your hands resting on your solar plexus. Take deep breaths and visualize a golden light radiating from your solar plexus, strengthening your sense of self and giving you the courage to pursue your goals. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I like that one too. I'm very relaxed. Okay. I could like sit here for a minute in that. I was just doing that when you were talking. I really like it. <laughs> now, if you have an overactive solar plexus, you may be too extroverted. You may be too bold. You might be like a class clown sort of archetype. Got you, got you. And to help calm a solar plexus, try practicing a breathing meditation. Lie down on your back. And place your hands on your stomach. Take long, deep breaths, counting to four while inhaling, holding your breath for four seconds, and then exhaling for four seconds. Focus on your breathing and visualize golden light at the solar plexus. That actually, yeah, that the holding, the focusing on, not just focusing on how you're breathing, but controlling how you're breathing. Yes, it's about that control, reining it in. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Honoring it, letting it letting it flow, and then reining it in. Mm -hmm. Very cool. That's a good one. Okay, heart chakra. Oh, if your heart chakra is blocked, you might feel disconnected from other people. You also might struggle to forgive other people. Mm. You might have physical chest pain or shortness of breath. I just want to say this. If you have physical chest pain or, and shortness of breath, and call shortness, 911. Exactly. The same thing with any digestive issues. I get that they can be symptoms, but like, let's just cross out the medical tip first. Yeah, agreed. Chest yeah. pain and shortness of breath in particular, those are like the big symptoms where you go immediately to the hospital. Yeah. First, just take a case. bear, take a bear aspirin, call 911. Right. But. If you're not having a heart attack, (laughs) then it might be a blocked heart chakra and a meditation to alleviate that or to unblock your heart chakra would be to start by visualizing a soft green light in your chest, Mm. expanding with each breath. Focus on sending love and compassion to yourself and others, unblocking any barriers to connection and understanding. 
I just want to say this. The first time you use that meditation, you may not be able to get as far as you want. And that's mm-hmm. okay. It's a process. This is not a one and done. If you find your heart blocked, you may have to do this repeatedly to reach that point. And that's okay. That's great. And I'll, I'll speak personally. I feel like depending on the object, my heart might be blocked in one direction, but not in another. So it might be very easy for me to send compassion and love to some person, but might be very difficult to send it in another direction to another person. Very, very well put. Good point. Mm, Thank you. If you have an overactive heart chakra, you might be too emotional and your emotions might interfere in your relationships with other people, whether it be personal or professional relationships. And you might find that you have trouble managing your emotions. So to help calm a heart chakra, try practicing the gratitude meditation. Tell me. Sit in a comfortable position and imagine yourself breathing in love and exhaling gratitude. Oh. Think of all the blessings in your life and visualize your thankfulness spreading out to the universe. Focus on the sense of love and warmth around your heart center. I like that. Yeah, I feel like you did that today. I literally (laughs) did that today. I literally did that today. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because it's Thanksgiving. So I was like, all the people in my life that I feel like I haven't said why I love Mm -hmm. them. So yeah. I literally did that. Day. It worked. I feel like I'm normal, right? I got, I'm back. I'm yeah, t- I mean, I'm, you know, there's a range. Yeah. Okay. There's a spectrum. <laughs> uh, the next chakra is the throat chakra. And if your throat chakra is blocked, you might have a hard time expressing yourself or, or you might feel stifled or you might feel unheard and you might stumble with phrases, words, or tone. Mm-hmm. So if you find that your throat chakra is blocked, you might start by sitting with your spine straight and focusing on your breath. And then visualize a bright blue energy vortex in your throat, expanding with each breath. Focus on speaking your truth with clarity and courage, unblocking any barriers to authentic expression. I think that method is a lot more healthier than what I usually do if I feel like I'm being stifled or unheard. Because I, I lose agree. my shit. I've been there. I have seen. I have witnessed this. I hulk the fuck out. I start ripping off my clothes and bulging up because you will hear me. Oh, my God. That is funny. Um, not, not inaccurate, not inaccurate. No, uh, the throat chakra, if it is overactive might result in people who have difficulty stopping talking. Like they're always talking. Like you know, you those people <laughs> talkity Mick talkersons. Yes. <laughs> talkity can't, they can't keep secrets and they gossip, you know, the kind of people who are always freaking talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have an overactive throat chakra, you might try to calm your throat chakra by practicing a mantra meditation. And this meditation involves repeating a soothing word or phrase to calm your mind. Oh. Sit quietly and chant OM or any other mantra that you prefer. 
Focus on the sound of your voice, soothing your mind, and calming your body. So what you're saying is instead of telling someone to shut the fuck up, you should be like, I think your throat chakra is a little (laughs) overactive today. Maybe we should practice the OM exercise. Mm -hmm. The mantra meditation seems like a great fit for you. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, the third eye chakra, if it is blocked, might lead to feelings of disconnection from spirit. You may be unable to feel confident in psychic or intuitive work. You might misread people frequently. And you might have difficulty focusing and learning new things. You might have headaches and dizzy spells. Okay. So if you want to unblock your third eye, you can close your eyes and imagine a beautiful, vibrant indigo light shining from your forehead. See this light growing brighter and stronger with each breath, filling your mind with clarity and insight. You may also visualize yourself in a peaceful and serene environment, such as a forest or a beach. And this can help you tap into your intuition and connect with your inner wisdom. You just took me away with your words were so soothing. Hmm. Mm. I'm so glad. What happens if you have an overactive third eye chakra? If you have an overactive third eye chakra, then you might be experiencing the sponge effect. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. You might be like always on. You might be absorbing too much psychic information, and it might lead to feelings of overwhelmingness. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you guys, a lot of our patrons that we work with and some of our clients that we do personal one-on-one work with, that happens a lot. So a lot Mm -hmm. of the times that they're all stressed out because it's like it's too much and they can't see the forest from the trees. So this would be. So what do we do? What do we tell people? Before we go on to that, I just wanted to make another point. It's like they go back and forth when you're just learning to do this. Either you're like, oh, I'm completely blocked to, oh, my gosh, I'm open all the time. You know what I mean? Like it's it's off in one or the other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you have an overactive third eye. Start by focusing on your root chakra. Isn't that surprising? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's one of the best ways to bring your third eye back into balance. Your third eye chakra is all about the higher vibrational energies, but your root chakra is aligned to the earth element. So one way to soothe your sixth chakra back into balance is to focus on your first chakra. That makes a whole lot of sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. And I would have never thought about it before. But also, it's a good metaphor or example of why it's important to have everything in balance. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. It's all connected. It's all connected. Let's talk about the crown or the seventh chakra. Why don't we? When your crown is blocked, you might feel super stressed and have the inability, feel like you have the inability to handle it. Yep. You might feel fatigue or feeling run down or completely spent. Mm -hmm. You might not be able to connect spiritually, and you may feel alone or abandoned by spirit. Oh, that makes me, that's the saddest sentence I've ever heard in my life. Super sad. 
So a meditation you can do to help a blocked crown is to visualize a white light coming from the crown of your head, filling your body with pure divine energy. As you inhale, imagine the white light moving down your body. And as you exhale, feel the negativity and impurities leaving your body. Visualizing your chakra in this way will balance your chakra, promote spiritual awareness, and connect you with higher beings. I can see that. I like it. I like yeah, it. that that works. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. If you have an overactive crown chakra, then you might find yourself daydreaming a lot. Mm-hmm. And you might find that everything means something. So you might be seeing signs when there's just no signs. You know what I mean? Like Yes. Yeah. Like every cardinal. Yes, every cardinal has a meaning. Every rock is telling you something. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you might be having so many dreams that you can't get a restful sleep because your crown chakra is too open. I love having dreams in my sleep every night, but go on. Okay. A way to remedy an overactive crown is to do a mala bead meditation. Do you have mala beads? Are they the rainbow color beads, one that associates with each chakra? I mean, they could be. Ryan had getting, had bought me – it's like a, it's almost like a rosary without in the clusters kind of thing. Oh. And so as you go around the circle, you just say something oh. for – Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So I, got it. Ryan got, it. got me one that's jade, I think. Okay. It's really interesting. Pretty. So in this meditation, you hold your mala in your right hand draped between your middle and index fingers – Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. And starting at the guru bead, use your thumb to count each smaller bead, pulling it towards you as you recite your mantra. Do this 108 times, traveling around the mala until you once again reach the guru bead. So it's literally like a rosary. Right. Instead of knotting clusters of 10, 1, 10. Got it. Yeah. And some examples of crowd chakra balancing affirmations would be, I listen to the wisdom of the universe. My life is sacred. I release limiting relationships and beliefs. Everything is energy, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I want to say that going through this list of what um, what symptoms indicate what throughout the chakras, um, mm-hmm. you don't have to have everything. Like I identify strongly with some of these symptoms of each one and mm-hmm. not with others, but it's not like the DSM. Like you have to have like seven of the 10 to yeah. be blocked. So That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And these kind of meditations, they can never hurt. Right. You know, do them anyway. Right. Even if like, I'm like, I'm not sure, try them anyway to see if it, right. if it has an effect. Right. And the chakras are always changing depending on your mood and what's happening in your life. It's not like, you know, there one is always open, the other is always closed. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's always it's always changing. So just checking in and checking in with each one and doing a meditation, I, I think it only help. Now, how do I maintain like after I go through this and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm balanced. Yeah. How do I maintain it? Yoga is a great way to maintain a healthy chakra system. And some of the poses relate to uh, specific chakras. I just want to say this. I picked these specific poses that correlate. There was like a list of different poses. I did easy ones that I can do quickly in the morning that aren't really um, strenuous if I wanted to kind of maintain 
So these are just ones I picked, but you can research to find other. Maybe if you don't like the ones that I picked, you can go to the yogajournal.com and look for practice yoga sequences for the mm. seven chakras. So you can pick what what works for you. Cool. Yeah, these are really, really simple. I think almost anyone can do them. So to the root chakra, uh, child's pose is one good pose for the root chakra. I can see that. I like child's mm-hmm. pose. I like child's pose too. Sacral chakra, uh, goddess pose or warrior too. Mm-hmm. That's it. I like warrior that one. Mm-hmm. That's nice. It does make you feel powerful. Mm-hmm. For the solar plexus, do cobra. I love cobra. It makes fun. perfect sense. Mm-hmm. A heart bridge pose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, throat cat cow. I can totally see that. Cat love- cow is one of my favorites. It's so I love fun. flowing through cat cow. It helps my back too. A third eye downward dog. I hate downward dog. It's I'm not getting a better resting, at downward door. It's not a resting, not a resting pose. position. I don't care no. what you guys say. I feel it in my wrists and my shoulders when I'm do- when I I'm feel in it in dog. my hamstrings and yes. my calves. Yeah, and the heels like yes. behind you. Yeah. Yes. And a crown corpse pose, which that is just you're just down. laying flat on the ground. Yeah. That's my mm-hmm. fave. There are also different crystals that you can find that are associated with the different chakras. I'll just tell you a couple here. For the root chakra, hematite, red jasper, bloodstone, and smoky quartz are all stones that can benefit the root chakra. For the sacral chakra, uh, carnelian, tiger's eye, citrine, and moonstone. Some of them are more orange, right? Mm Mm-hmm. For solar plexus, citrine, pyrite, sunstone, and yellow quartz are good for the solar plexus. For the heart, rose quartz. See, rose. Rose quartz is pink, and yet the heart is is green. You see my my issue here. I feel the same thing with the ronodite. How do you say it? I have the, no idea how to say that. Well, that is another Rodenite. pinky, another pinky mm-hmm. stone. Amazonite. Amazonite. That sounds made Amazonite. up. Amazonite. Amazonite. And emerald. There you go. There's a... A green, green. Hey guys, if you want to email us and let us know how to actually read these words, that would be great. (laughs) And I am not, I am not uh, above that. I would like it. For the throat, aquamarine, lapis lazuli, angelite, and blue lace agate. Lovely, lovely blue stones. The third eye, amethyst. You see a lot of amethyst. I love amethyst. Mm -hmm. Labradorite, black tourmaline, obsidian, third eye stones. For the crown, clear quartz, selenite, howlite, moldavite. Nice. Moldavite is actually a really cool stone. It is. That's the one. Go ahead. Where does it come from? From the comet. There's only from the a, comet. Yes, there's only a li- like there's only a, a very small amount of it in comparison to most stones on Earth. So if you have it, it's really expensive, and it's just I love it. You bought me some. Did I? I'm a good sister. Mm-hmm. I bought you Ryan are a very some, good sister. and I have some. So you can do an overall visualization scan of all your chakras. Oh, I want to say something first about the different stones. Oh, go ahead. After knowing the colors of your chakras, you can do it like a cheat sheet and just pick up any stone, the color of the correlating chakra, and that mm-hmm. can be your chakra stone. So you don't have to know these. You can just whatever stone is green that you enjoy, you can use it for your heart your, your heart mm-hmm. chakra. And right. 
And you can use that theory throughout the rest of the chakras. Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to go to the experts. It's all about your own personal intention. And if you have a stone and you want to associate it with a certain chakra and that reminds you of that chakra, reminds you to, to nurture that chakra and keep it in balance, go for it. Do it. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt That's you. That's okay. Me. No. Chakra visualization scan. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so this is like an overall kind of visual meditation. So you're not just focusing on one, you're focusing on all the chakras. And here's how it goes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Sit comfortably in a quiet space. Find a quiet and comfortable place where you can sit down and relax. It's important that you're able to focus and not be disturbed. You can sit on a chair or on the floor with your back straight and your feet firmly on the ground. Close your eyes and take a few deep breaths, inhaling and exhaling slowly. Visualize the colors of each chakra. Begin by visualizing each of the seven chakras in your body, starting from the root chakra, which is located at the base of the spine, to the crown chakra, located at the top of your head. And focus on each chakra and visualize its corresponding color. Picture each color swirling and glowing brightly within you. Once you have visualized all seven chakras, focus your attention on each one individually, starting from the root and moving to the crown. And as you focus on each chakra, imagine the energy flowing freely and easily within it. Picture each chakra becoming brighter and more vibrant as the energy flows. Repeat affirmations for each chakra. As you focus on each, recite a simple affirmation or mantra to help you reinforce your visualization. For example, you can say, I am grounded and secure for the root chakra, or I am creative and confident for the sacral chakra, and so on. And repeat each affirmation a few times as you focus on the corresponding chakra. Then repeat the entire sequence. Once you've gone through all seven, go back and repeat it one more time. And this will help reinforce the energy flow and ensure that each chakra is balanced and aligned. I My hopes for the new year is to do something simple, like a two-minute meditation before I leave the house or go to work so that I could feel like it's a part of my getting right. Like it should be my morning cup of coffee doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I've heard that some people successfully do a chakra scan in the shower. Oh. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a cleanse. And as the water falls over you, you are aligning, visualizing. Yeah, I think that would work too. I feel like that would work when I come home at night too. Mm, Yeah, I like that. Before I go to bed. Yeah, good one. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Right. So in conclusion, understanding the meaning and function of your chakras can be a powerful way to unlock your inner potential, tap into innate wisdom, and enhance your well-being. By balancing your chakras through various practices, we can improve our physical, mental, and spiritual health and live a more fulfilling life. Whether you choose to focus on one chakra at a time or explore all seven in your daily practice, remember to approach this as a journey with curiosity, openness, and compassion towards yourself and others. And may your chakras be aligned for a life full of vitality, joy, and purpose. Well said, Jennifer. Well said. (laughs) I was just reading your outline. This is good stuff, Jill. Uh, I really think that there's so much with the chakras to explore. And I'm really, really looking forward to talking to people that can help us or to look into the chakras and not only help us like deal with life, but also maybe you and I can do a deep dive on the chakras and how they affect 
our awareness and our activation and our communication with spirit. I think we should work on that. I love that idea. We've really just skimmed the surface of this concept, and I would love to go deeper with you. So sounds good. That sounds dirty. (laughs) That did. That did sound dirty. You know I'm not right. That's what she says. Um, All right. Well, I love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.